Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks the change is what you leave as tips. Welcome back to Smut Drop. This is your weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show, I'll be looking at why you should snoop on your partner before moving in, chatting to Lou Featherstone about masturbation during your menopause, and delving into the fun bags for your queries and questions. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review, or at least subscribe wherever you get your finest of podcasts and I hope you're ready because I'm about to release my private dick. Hello, 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 dear listener. Okay, quick question. Have you ever used a private investigator on your partner? Would you? Oh my God, imagine the things you'd find. So Charlotte Notley, a private investigator from Norwich, has apparently done hundreds of investigations into people's backgrounds. And she says we should all do a little ethical digging into spouses and partners before we move in together. So Charlotte's uncovered stuff like hidden financial matters, boyfriends on dating sites. Another had a whole new life with a completely different job and a child from a previous relationship. How do you hide a child? (laughs) But Charlotte says that she is very firm on how important it is to be really careful about knowing who you're inviting into your home. She says, ask the difficult questions before you commit to someone. And if you don't get a straight answer, there are people and there are companies that you can turn to. She says, more often we are contacted after it's gone wrong and this can often be too late. So always remember knowledge is power and your partner should have no problems with the questions you're asking them as long as they have nothing to hide. This is so true. So for those who are looking to move in, with a spouse or a partner or even a new roommate, the private investigator has shared some of her top tips for protecting yourself. So number one, she asks, do you really know them? Have you met their family? She said, their friend network. If not, why not? Come on, smut droppers. We all know that is a big red flag. If you haven't met their people, then Why not? We all know that the people we choose to spend time with are a reflection of ourselves. So people should be happy to show you them. Number two, have you talked money? Charlotte says understanding the finances of both parties is key. You need to know who is a spender and who is a saver. Will all bills be a 50-50 split or another arrangement? Knowing the finances from the start is a key indicator if there is anything the other party could be hiding. And finally, she says... Do you trust them? Oh, you have to be honest. Come on. Charlotte says the top tip to save a relationship breakdown is trust and finances. Oh, there is so much great advice in this article. You should head to why you should snoop on a partner before moving in together, according to a private investigator over at metro.co.uk to find out more. But obviously not before my fabulous chat with this week's guest. 
Ladies and gentlemen, gays and theys, this week's guest is on a mission to help women of all ages unlock their potential and become as confident as they can be at any stage of life. She's helping others grow old disgracefully through sex positivity and busting midlife myths. And I want to talk to her about embracing menopause through masturbation. Please welcome Lou Featherstone. Fuck yes, magic words. I love it when someone's first word on an interview a fuck yeah <laughs> I'm here for it baby <laughs> Lou you're looking fabulous as ever ah you're lovely tell all the smut droppers about yourself um and how you started on your adventures and then I really want to talk to you about your bus ah that's not even an innuendo so. <laughs> my lovely bus poor old Susie I'll tell you about her in a minute Oh my goodness, how did I start on my journey? When I was, I've been a terrible shopaholic my whole life. And I think when I got to 41, I was working for social services, living in Brighton, you know, happily married with a young kid. Woke up and I said to my husband, I'm going to stop shopping for a year. I'm not going to buy anything. And lots of people do this now for sustainability reasons. But to be honest, for me, it was trying to get my addiction under control. Anyway, cut a long story short, I was one of the first people on the internet doing outfit of the day. I blogged my whole experience of withdrawal the literal withdrawal symptoms of the shop giving up the shopping and so I right around around that and sharing that journey online I started to find a confidence with my style I worried before I gave up shopping uh what would people talk to me about if I gave up shopping I think it's like when addicts give up you know when a drinker gives up drinking they're like well I'm the life and soul of the party what am I without my drinking but actually that year I had to restyle what I already owned and I found a new confidence in my style and it gave me a feeling I'd never had before. My husband got offered a fancy job using advertising. We went out to Portland in Oregon and spent eight years out there. And that was probably the biggest change in my life, of course, moving our son over there. And I couldn't work. I didn't have a visa for work. So that first year I had this gift of a year um, I started hiking, I found CrossFit, I founded a, a hike squad of women. And it was also the end of my 20-year marriage. Um, we'd very much had different journeys. was really struggling with American corporate culture. And we really, really lost our way. And it wasn't that anything dreadful happened. It was just, I was like, hang on a minute. I seem to have been putting everyone else first for the last 20 years. And I, what about me? So then when I started asking, what about me? There didn't seem room for me in the setup. And so as I, we were struggling, we were going through therapy and my confidence was growing at this point. And I went up a mountain and I took a naked picture of myself at the top of the mountain with hike squad and posted it and got a dick pic. I felt horny again and started to recognise those feelings again, just as I sort of moved into the spare bedroom. And um, I posted about it online and then a vibrator company hit me up and said, do you want to, you know, do you want to test out some vibrators? So I said, yes. Yeah. So I moved, I separated from my husband, went into the spare room with a giant box of vibrators the size of your head and set about testing them in the name of work and um, found a whole side to myself that I'd never experienced before. How do you use that experience with other people now? So imagine going back to someone might be like in exactly the same position where they're coming out of a really long-term relationship, they're menopausal, so they're going through lots of changes in their body, physically, emotionally, 
financially. <laughs> I mean, do you start by saying, get yourself a bo- box of vibrators and have a go? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because, or like, watch some porn. Or it's, somebody asked me actually recently if I'm a divorce influencer. And I was like, I'm so not a divorce influencer. I am about encouraging people to find their voice for themselves. Okay, so where do you start with that? Um, I think getting to know your own body on your own terms is so important. Like I discovered things about myself that I didn't know about and I started sharing it. I mean, time is so precious, right? It's very rare sometimes to even make time for yourself. So before you even start looking at yourself in the mirror or thinking about vibrators, I would make sure you've got some fitness in your life. So important, knowing your body and through fitness, you understand how your body works. So then when the menopause starts kicking in, you you know what's happening. You can listen to your body because you understand it more and you get that through fitness. It doesn't, I mean, I do CrossFit and I find that challenge amazing so that sets me up for the day I am in the gym at 7 a.m and again it's like that feeling the feeling I had at the end of the non-shopping year it's like if I can do that I can do anything so if I can get to the gym at 7 a.m I look at the workout and it scares me a little bit and I'm like I don't think I can do that and lo and behold I manage it and if I don't do it all I give it a good fucking shot so by 8 a.m I've set my day up for success I know that sounds really naff and American but it something in the mindset if you can get yourself into, people struggle to, if you haven't got fitness in your life or you're, you're like, when am I supposed to do that? I'm working, mum, I've got the school run to do. Get up, at, get up at six. Or if you have to get up at six, get up at five and build in a half an hour walk out of side, quiet, somewhere. Just start your day with an intention of doing that. Um, it's a, such a great, way in menopause also like I was saying to sort of understand your body and physically weights are really helpful for middle-aged women and our you know with the menopause our bones are going weak our joints are achy you know so keeping them moving and keeping them strong is so important for a positive sort of like midlife for me anyway it certainly changed my life so if someone's gotten themselves to a nice fitness class and they're having a great time like I'm I, I love I'm 42 and I've only just started going to like fitness classes Mm -hmm. and I like going in the morning because then I'm like I'm not dreading it for the rest of the day that's my problem if I get up and then I'm like oh I've got to go to the gym Ah." and then I think about it all week but then if I just get up and go it's done done Done. and then you almost forget about it and you're in credit for the rest of the day I even know people who go to bed in their gym kit so then when they wake up they just (laughs) oh no oh no I'm not that bad no go to bed in a sports bra And if you don't fancy that, try, I know everybody blathers on about the open water swimming and it's such a, you know, and if you don't open water swim, it's quite tiresome listening to people who do, but it's so incredibly invigorating for your body and for your joints. And if you can't get to open water, you can buy for like not even that much money. You can even do it in the bath and do the cold water submersion in the ice because that releases dopamine hit more than cocaine the determination that you need to sort of tune into to doing it is so powerful (laughs) and so someone's mastered the fitness strand where do they go next what's the next top tip for mass using masturbation to help you through your menopause look at your body take your Mm -hmm. clothes off look at your body take some sexy pictures of yourself like sexy underwear um, and sexy pictures for yourself, not for anybody else. This is not about anybody else. Have a date with yourself. 
Put the candles in. It sounds ludicrous, but the tunes on. Have a good dance around the kitchen in nothing but your knickers. Send everyone out. <laughs> Close the curtains if it's the daytime. But just let go. Like, dance, literally dance like nobody's watching. And if you can do that naked or in sexy underwear... And then if you're scared, because I think a lot of people uh, look at, you know, don't even know where to start with a vibrator. In terms of starting with a vibrator, if you are super anxious and nervous about putting something in you, if you come from a background of shame or trauma or, um, or fear or, or you just never, you just don't like it, you can start with a clip sucker. They're amazing. And there's so many different ones around that you can get. So you don't even have to put anything in you. But, and there is an amazing website who don't pay me, but really should called Beducated. And that is basically sex education for adults. So you can click or you can subscribe to that. And there's some real basic, um, basic workshops from finding your clitoris to pegging but that's another that's a whole nother podcast and episode mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, but I beducated I did do one job for beducated and they gave me a subscription and asked me to review three uh, of the workshops so at this point I'd done quite a bit of research and work with a few vibrator brands so I was like oh, this is fine my mum had died of Alzheimer's after a long miserable battle and I was back for the funeral <laughs> and my dad I was staying at my dad's house and he said oh, I'm gonna have a nap I'm exhausted so I said well I'm just gonna go and do some work and I had to go and test one of the oh and it was how to find your clitoris and I was like seriously like I think I know where my clitoris is at this point but I was like no you've got to do a basic workshop come on and I closed my eyes and they just talk you through it really gently like which fingers to use and where to reach and what to touch with your eyes closed had the best one of the best orgasms of my life in the spare bedroom at my dad's right before my mum's funeral but it was really useful and you can always teach an old dog new tricks it turns out what would you say to someone if they, they're listening to this and, and they're like, right, masturbation, helping you through your menopause. What proof is there? How do you know that's definitely going to help? Well, for one, I've been through it. So I'm a test case for myself. I know everybody's menopause is different. It's, you know, it's entirely different. But feeling sexy and valuing myself and having a confidence in myself helped me tackle all the other stuff. Um, having some fitness helped me tackle the other stuff but feeling sexy it's another part of knowing your body it's knowing yourself inside you know these are physical things you can do there's lots of other things you do you can do I preach crazy about gratitude so for example and this this is for anyone if you're if you're going through a bad patch or you're sinking or you're struggling with your menopause your hormones are all over the place journaling 10 minutes a day makes such a massive difference because just writing it down makes so much sense. I was working with, um, I did a tour around America and I had a couple of sponsors. One was Fun Factory, which is an amazing vibrator company with some really good toys for partners, for, for however you identify, there's something for everybody on there. And Love Mama Tero, who are a vagina healthcare brand in America. She got a really bad yeast infection in a hot tub in um, 
Vegas. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've spoken to them before, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God, I love them. So they were one of my sponsors. We all did some collaborative work on surveying menopausal women. And actually, 72% of menopausal women in our survey actually felt sexier in menopause. So we're trained to hate it. We, you know, being having it called the change for all those years, like that's bad. For me, change is exciting. You know, menopause is not for everybody because it does come early. And I, you, I have to acknowledge that people, you know, suffer from health conditions that brings on early menopause. But for the majority of us cis women, it comes around late 40s, perimenopause, mid to late 40s, early 50s. And at that point, the kids are a little bit older. Maybe if you've got them there leaving home, you're looking towards the last chapters of your life or the next chapters of your life, not the last ones, but the next one. And this one, like our periods have gone. Are you fucking kidding me? It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's the gift that keeps the gift. Best change ever. We're built for change. Women are built for change. We're built to accommodate another motherfucking human inside us. That's what we were made for. Since we were 13, every month our body has changed without permission. <laughs> without, we have no choice. Our boobs grow, our hips wide, and every month our tummy bloats. It's, it's, but this is, this is now for us. This is all about somebody else until this chapter. And now this is us. And what do we want to do with it? And that's why there's so many badass middle-aged women out there because we hit our stride in middle age. This is the best damn bit. There'll be people listening to this who are, their confidence is low. So we're just trying to sort of say like, right, here's some really easy, simple things that you can do. So you've got fitness, looking at your body, wearing some sexy clothes, journaling. What else is out there? Two more tips. Finding gratitude in every day is so powerful and we take it for granted all the time. And I'm talking, and if you're really struggling, doing this every day for three days will change how you behave, right? So get yourself a nice new notebook or a bunch of post-it notes and you, every single thing that happens in a day, write it down. A good thing that makes you feel good. And that is from, you know, in the morning when you get up and, you, and you're making your morning coffee or your morning tea and you get the milk quite right and you get the temperature quite right and you just nail it. You, you clean your favorite cups clean. That even that is a let's write it down. The sun's out, the birds singing. Someone let me out while I was driving. You know, I don't know. Somebody said, I like your outfit. I like to try and encourage everyone to be nice to each other. They're really good about that in America. Like, if you're wearing something really nice, people are like, oh, I like your outfit. Oh, da, da, da. In Britain, <laughs> no one says it. And it's so, it's such a lovely thing to do, for, to hear it, yeah. but to say it's lovely too. And finally, what would be the big final big tip? Own your shit bits and forgive mm -hmm. yourself. If, you need, if there's somebody who needs forgiveness, even if they don't deserve it, give it to them and find mm. peace for yourself because that's one thing in your life that you can control for yourself. And I am a big fan of forgiveness, but it's got to start with yourself as well. If you're doing something shitty, own it. Look at yourself. And it's incredibly powerful because it's all down to you at the end of the day. So these all sound like they're great things emotionally and mentally, but we are a physically. sex podcast, Lou. Physical. Give me some physical shit. Give me some masturbation tips. Come on. <laughs> the problem is, it's because you're right, because your body is going through so many changes and people are worried about dryness. They're worried about health. They're worried. So let's have some. That's why I'm out here 
really is just, you know, I know. I showing know. people I... that it can be good. Use the lube. <laughs> Use the lube. Don't say yes to everything. Like, just sign up and do some of the courses on Beducated. Put yourself out there. You know, mm. if you have got a partner, spice that shit up. Don't let that bob off into the distance because it's really disappointing when it happens. <laughs> I have to say, I... I have to now, on reflection, I was like, oh, my husband, you know, sex was not his priority. And then I was doing a talk one day, and in the middle of the talk, I had to acknowledge that, actually, I went to bed in a tracksuit every day for 10 years. So that was hardly, you know, and I have to own that too. It's not just him. I was hardly giving him come-hither messages with my, like, full-on tracksuit in bed every day. Um, Sign up for the dating app, you know? Do it. Take a risk. Um, because I, if for me, it's better to be living and, you know, sign up for the dating app, go on a shit date. I know it's agony, but it's better to be trying it than sitting indoors yeah. and not living life, you know? What would be the thing that you would go back to, say, um, you're in Portland, you're just about to sign up to your first hike or anything. Uh, the, the thing that started off this whole snowball, what would be the thing that you would go back to say to little Lou when she might have been feeling a bit more self-conscious and a little <laughs> less confident? What would be the thing that you would go back and tell her? Oh, you've made me cry. <laughs> oh. Oh, don't. Make up your mind what you want to do. Like set yourself mm. a goal. Big ones, small ones, ones in between, but set yourself a motherfucking goal, no matter how ridiculous it seems, and then work your way back. How do I get there? I was chatting to a teenager the other day, and I said, "Um, you know, if you decide, do you know what you want to do with your life? And somebody leant over at the table, and they went, ask this, how do you want to feel? And Mm. someone was asking me for a pep, they went, give me a pep talk, quick pep talk. And I was like, how do you want to feel? Like, Mm. that. let that be your goal, you know, and then work back from that. How do I get there? What does that feel like? What does that look like? What could, you know, and then work back from there. But like yeah. series of little goals, ticking them off, it really builds up, you know, it builds your confidence. If you're looking for the positive, you get into the gym, you're feeling good about yourself, have a little wank in the afternoon to brighten up your day, forgive your forgive your shit. But I think just knowing that you should give yourself goals in in middle age is something that we yes. forget oh we think God. all our goals are like get a get a partner get get married get a house get a job get this get that I've had all of it I've had all of it I think people look at me they think I've always been confident I've always been you know I've always been the way I am but I'm not I'm changing all I'm still changing all the time and, and I'm still learning and I you know giving yourself time and the journaling helps that and you can reflect on how did that feel yeah. How did I did that? How did that feel? Okay, I didn't like that. What would I do differently next time? And that's, that's another amazing thing about journaling is that you can look back and see how far you've come. So if you're having a rough patch, you look back and you're like, God, what, a year ago? Yeah. I felt like that. Are you mad? Yeah. It has been a joy to speak to you. If people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me at Lou and Luland uh, on Instagram and on my website too. There's all sorts of things and I'm usually bobbing about throwing events, doing speaking, there's retreats and parties and connections, real human connection. Talk to people, talk to your family, your friends, talk to me, talk to somebody. Lou Featherstone, thank you. Thank you, I hope it was okay. 
It's that time of the week again. Yes, I have spent the week diving amongst the fun bags and I have picked out some of my favourite saucy stories, kinky questions, any of the things that you've sent to me that we just couldn't fit in anywhere else. So Mark slipped into my DMs on Instagram and asked, as we're getting into spooky season, have your listeners ever had any sexy, weird encounters? (laughs) I expect they've had weird encounters, (laughs) yeah. But as for spooky ones, well, I would love to know. I mean, like what? Have you ever woken up to a wet patch filled with ectoplasm? I'd love to know. Please tell me. And on any scale, you don't need to have bonked a ghost, nothing like that. But maybe some kind of weird coincidence or a voice from beyond came to you and over you. Please, please, please email me and let me know. It's smutdrop at metro.co.uk anonymous, I won't say your name, don't worry, they slipped into my DMs as well and said, I've just found out my boyfriend has been cheating on me, have you got any good revenge advice? (gasps) Oh, I can't possibly, I can't give you revenge advice because, well, frankly, the legal team will have a very big go at me. But what I can say is that we have got a really good episode about how to move on after betrayal. Uh, just look out for the episode with the fabulous Jenny Rochelle in the Smut Drop archives. It will give you loads of great advice, honestly. Much better than revenge. Tanya, she said, I've just listened to an episode about dating trends. Is it me or are more and more stupid ones made up every year? Where do they all come from? <laughs> That's like a letter to the editor of the Times, isn't it? Why, oh, why, oh, why? I don't know. Tanya, I don't know where they come from. I don't know who decides what they're called. I get really mixed up myself. Have I been ghosted? Have I been submarined? Have I been zombied? Who knows? Look, if dating trends are getting a bit too much for you, delete the dating apps. Trust me. Go out, have a walk, touch some grass. (laughs) Next week, because it is spooky season, so I'm going to be having my catch up with a psychic about finding love in the stars and tarot cards. So please, please, please do send me all your weird, sexy, spooky stories and questions. I'm that Miranda Kane on Instagram, where you can slide into my DMs, Twitter as Miri Kane, or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. I've been Miranda Kane. Smutdrop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. If you are enjoying this weekly dose of oral pleasure, please leave me a nice review. And in the meantime, I'll be back to prick up your ears next week. <laughs>